0: A Sankarshan Joshi trip.
1: Sumuka, so like you were my first ever like podcast, like my debut episode, like you were there. Yeah. And literally it's been like close to one year, like a lot has changed since the last time you were here. So we've gained like, I've gained a little bit of audience like who, who don't know you yet. So like, can you like reintroduce yourself like for all the new audience who've been like listening to this?
0: Wow, it feels like an intro video for auditions. Hi guys, my name is Sumukha Prasad. Uh, my height is 5'7", my weight is 65 kgs and these are my profiles left, right? The languages which I'm comfortable with are English, Indian, Canada. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <clears throat> so, hi everyone. My name is Sumukha and I'm currently pursuing my, um, what am I pursuing? My acting career in Whistling uh, Woods. I'm undergoing training right now. I don't know if I want to be an actor, but I just, I know I love the, I know I love the culture of acting and filmmaking and theater. And I would always want to aspire to be an actor, it's not anything else. So that's about me, guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And like last time when you were here, you were pursuing like your production company, like piece of paper production, like you were putting out plays. So it's been like such a uh, crazy timeline with your like, with your acting and, like, theater career, right? Like, initially, you started off with, like, piece of paper productions, which were, like, putting out plays in Bangalore. And then slowly, when the pandemic hit, like, that's when you were on the podcast. Like, that's when you were moving towards, like, the short film and the filmmaking aspect of this art form. And then, like, right now, you're pursuing, like, like acting. Like, you are learning uh, the form of art. So, like... Like, yeah. wh- how is it like like this entire journey? Like, how do you feel about it?
0: Well, when I started theater, I loved acting. Uh, I think acting was something that I wanted to um, always be. I wanted to get into the field of acting. I wanted to only act. I got into uh, writing when I started uh, keeping a journal. I think this was 11th standard. And I like writing because even when I used to write my journal, I used to like write it in a form of a story. And then I would add my own imagination, exaggerate. I would exaggerate to myself and I would believe it also. Which was a bit toxic for a while. Um, Then I think when I got into uh, filmmaking, which was was again in first year engineering, I hated acting. Then I realized like screen is not... I don't want to get into screen yet i mean screen is not something that i enjoy but that's also because i wasn't exposed to the right kinds i was exposed to like student productions and unprofessional uh, banters and all that but stage theater was actually the only thing i kept pushing mm. right uh, and once pop came about it was my way to do it right i had i could figure out my own way i don't need to stick to a conventional uh, sort of production or anything like that. And then I think that's when I became more interested in the entire field of um, the craft of filmmaking. But today, I, I with confidence, I can say I, I'm inclined towards stage more. Like mm. having grasped all the different mediums, I am much more inclined towards stage. And I know even if I don't end up on a screen, it's okay. I mean, I, it's not even a problem for me. Uh, For me, screen is just a plus point for me right now. I just need to end up on stages. If I don't, then that's like a bad thing. But yeah.
1: Yeah, like uh, how you said, like your initial perception of uh, like screen acting was based on like student productions because that is what you were exposed to and that's what you were associated with. Uh, I am glad that like I got associated with you at the initial stages of my college life because... uh, I, I had a passion for acting, like, I've loved doing that. But I didn't know how to do that. Like, I wasn't exposed to the right, like, people. But initially, when I met you, uh, I think that the part of the reason why I fell in love with, like, theater and stage is you. Like, like I can, like, proudly yeah. say that. Like, you are the, like, because initially, whatever you see, that's what, like, that will lay the foundation for, like... you. Like whatever you do next, right? So like I saw like you were so passionate about this art form. Like in our college theater club, a lot of people were there just for the sake of it. Like you know they had to be in in a club or they they, they want to socialize or just to chill. A lot of people were like that, but like you were like so passionate, which like motivated me to be better. Initially, when I performed plays, which was directed by Vaishak or like different different people, like even Jayasmiti. So it's like at the bottom of my head, I always wanted you to acknowledge, like, like my acting. Like, that was there at the bottom. Like, like, that's how much I respected you in this, like, field of art. So, yeah.
0: Thank you. That's That's a big thing to say. Like, a very big thing to say. But yeah. no, I didn't. I mean, obviously, I think this is a very cliche thing for every person to say. I didn't expect anyone to look up to me. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you. That's a very nice thing to say.
1: Because, like, you don't always admire successful people, right? Like, that's one of the things that I learned doing the podcast. Like, usually, I don't strive to bring, like, people with, like, fame on the podcast. Like, mostly, it's because of the content that they have. That initially started off with you also. Like, even though, like, you are not, like, famous or, like, known to the people... I respect the knowledge you possess. I kind of admire that. So that has been like the one like constant thing from the initial episode to this. So this is going to be the 24th episode. Like all the 24, right? Like that has been the major motto. It's to like bring the people that I admire and then like talk to them. So.
0: (laughs) But it was, it's actually been nice. I've been following a lot of, especially with the, the fitness thing. I, I could realize the fitness thing when you did that episode, I think you were more pumped than the, than your guests. You were like, I, and you were so, you were so enraged with those people who are doing the belly thing. I realized, <laughs> you kept yeah. putting stories like, what is this guys? This is not fitness. This is not how you get abs."
1: <laughs> yeah, like I've been but, uh, like, since I started like my fitness journey, right? Like I've been exposed to like wrong form of content and the right form of content. So like the wrong content triggers me. So even when I had like Shivi on the podcast, like when we were talking about right. like fitness, so she's a proper like personal trainer, like she is educated in this field and a lot of yeah. like the lot of, uh, source information sources, we both have been exposed to the same source. So it's like, I can, like, we both know what we are talking, uh, And it's like a lot of struggle that I've been through, like she can understand, because like once you get into fitness, you become kind of neurotic about it, like you obsess over it, let's say losing fat or like losing that, like just Mm. with like any form of art, let's say like even with acting also, like you can get obsessed with like one way of acting or like one method of acting. So it's like, yeah, it it kind of becomes neurotic. So we could like have conversation Mm. about that. So what do you think about that? Like obsession in the form of art? Like, neurotic
0: obsession? I think it is both healthy and not healthy. Uh, when the obsession is, is something that is glorified in today's world. that like you need to be obsessed about something in order to gain success, right? I don't think so. I think it's just consistency or... It does not even have to be anything. Why does it have to be any... I just think if... If you like it, if you if you're not if you're not being unhealthy on yourself because of that, you're good to go. You don't see people struggling every day going like, want to do this, to do but they still get what they want. It's just because you know they're they're enjoying it. They make sure that they're not toxic about their own likings and findings and all that. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's important, for especially the longer run, right? i think not being toxic about something is very important
1: yeah so true so true uh or like even with uh, like my experience of toxicity like with theater and acting was uh like i was saying initially when you were on the podcast like we talk about this where uh, i relied entirely on like a raw emotion to act let's say uh, i would have like this like trigger things that would trigger a certain emotion and i completely re- relied on that like during the practice and acting a play that like vaishak directed was such a emotionally draining one because like it was very intense on me like the role was he had a toxic father like he had a toxic relationship abusive uh father and like they, they well, were, which like, one are we talking about uh, it the, is a, Dvitva, a Kannada play that Vaishak directed.
0: Which I judged, right? Yes. Which I was yes, part of. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. That's a Bhishma or Bhima or something. No? Yeah, Bhima yeah, and it, Draupadi. Was, it
1: was like the duality of like Mahabharata and real life. So, uh-huh. like it was, like the play was beautifully written, yet it was so much like uh emotionally like jarring like it was too much to take so i didn't know how to like delegate that like that intensity so i kind of relayed on the raw emotion of it which kind of became toxic like over a certain like uh, practice session so uh why sha could like literally see me uh like forcing a certain emotion or huh. like me trying to like something out for the sake of it. So, like, that's how toxicity transformed in this like field of art. Like, that's what I like I'm assuming.
0: Um, uh, I mean, one thing I think I learned when I started film school was I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> like, of all my learnings, right, I couldn't have been more wrong. But it's not that I wasn't right either. It's just that I I was wrong, but I was also right in some um. I think there's something that I also learned and there's something that, you know, many people, I think I told this before also with, when it comes to theater, right? Everyone says, exaggerate your emotion. Everyone says, you know, you have to blow it out of, uh, uh, what is the word? Proportions. Proportions. Yes.
1: (laughs) Sorry. I have
0: your disease from yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Blow it out of proportions. Proportions. And I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that one bit. Because I think that is, it's like saying you want subtle actors in Kabhi right? Like you don't. Like the entire point of that movie is the drama. You need that drama, and I think that's where Navarasa comes in. I just didn't know the concepts back then, but I also I don't agree with what today's concepts are going about. Uh, even in college, even in film school, when when they say that, when they see someone being dramatic, like oh my god. They're like, oh, stop being theat- uh, a theater actor. I'm like, no, that's not a theater actor. That's just an over-actor. Don't <laughs> categorize it into that umbrella. Stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you that a lot of, especially a lot of emotions that comes out of an acting, and this is, I think, one of the most mind-blowing or eye-opening things for me. Everything that you do as an actor is not a character, but it's just you. Okay. Okay. It's just you're giving another name for it. It's like, for example, if I'm playing someone named John, I will still react. I have to react like Sumukha Hmm. in John's imaginary situations. I can't react like John because I don't know how John is. I can keep Hmm. in mind his traits and everything. I can go along with that, but my reactions will be my reactions. Hmm. Right. And it it's not how I would react, but it's how I would react in that situation. Which will change altogether. Like if I tell you how would you react when your mom dies, everyone will go, <laughs> Right? But you won't. Like if I tell you right now you'll be like, How? Or you make a joke about it. You'll have your defense mechanism.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's what I learned over the past year. It's like visualizing the
1: character, right? So like over yeah. the period of time there have been like in a lot of like Hollywood movies, like James Bond, right? Like it's a franchise, so they, it's the same character, but it's like different actors acting. So it's like,
0: even, yeah. Um,
1: when you look at it from that perspective, the character sketch is same, but it's different actors playing it. So when you see it, it's like a different people are playing because they individualize the character. So it makes sense when you say that, like even if it is you playing that character, like even though you. Like you're trying to be like different person or like even you're trying to like fit into like that persona of the actor that you want to be. But it's still like the source of all the emotion comes from you. So I think that like you can only express certain emotion when you feel it, right? So let's say if I have to act like one of my loved one died then I need to know like I need to know what that emotion feels like in the first place like either by actually like probably in the past like facing that emotion or like observing other people like other people's emotion like being empathetic but either which ways it would still come from how would you personally react if you were in that place so it makes sense
0: yeah yeah so, are you going to go back into acting anytime soon or like are you, have you left uh, that train?
1: Eh, no, 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 no. I definitely would love to perceive. It's like the problem with me is like if I do one thing, I put like a lot of efforts into that. Like like with respect mm. to multitasking, I'm bad at it. But if I have an opportunity, I would love to like perform a play. I'm still like we were supposed to stage uh, Dvitva. The same play that I was talking about, the Vaishakh. We were supposed to stage that uh, outside as a professional product with with pro- professional production, but because of the pandemic, we we kind of like put halt on that. Mm. And now I don't know if we can get the cast back again and then get the whole setup back again. But uh, I would still love to perceive uh, like acting. Like that's like I I don't want to let go that part of me yet. Like I think I would still wanna. Like do it. As okay, a, but
0: if I'm not wrong, there's only two people, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two people, but like we have another like music. So, ah. it was like live instrument, right? So Vaishak, like
0: mm-hmm. he he
1: he put emphasis on that. Like it added, uh, to yeah, obviously to live uh liveliness mm-hmm. of the play. So yeah, plus like the, there goes a lot of planning like before putting a play out, right? Like you, like how many yeah. plays have you put out, like? How many productions? How many
0: times? As a piece of paper, I think we've put out how many? Uh four, six, six plays. Mm. Six, yeah, six plays.
1: What is it like, Sumuka? Like coordinating with everything. Like even when I mm. even when you look from like filmmaking perspective, uh like director, he manages everything. Like even with play. It's like, I think with play, it's harder because with filmmaking, you can just like, you can place the camera and you can like ignore whatever you don't want to focus on. But with play, everyone is looking like the whole stage at the same time. So with respect to direction, there is a sense of difference, right? Like with filmmaking, the direction is different and the way how they manage is different. And with plays, putting out theater plays, the kind of way how director manages is different and you've been in the both, like you've been in both the places and you've done both the things. So, what do you think is the difference?
0: Oh, I think when it comes to there's more pressure on a film director than a theater director. With
1: respect to money and commerce?
0: No, not only that. I mean, you have large scale production, but I think it's because on the last day, right, when the D-Day has to come, the director has no say in it, right? So, the director knows this all along. The director knows that no matter what I do, no matter how I direct, it all depends on them. What do you mean? He would be stressed, he, he will be more stressed, agreed. But there's a lot, there's not a lot of pressure on him. So, he will have to do a certain thing, but he also knows the back, like, whenever I direct, right, I know what I want. But I also have to accept the fact that it won't be like that because at the end of the day, things are going to change. There will be something that comes up. There will be some improvisation that happens. There will be some cover-up. There will be some goof up Yeah. So
1: are you saying the risk is more in film, filmmaking director or like theater director?
0: For a director, the risk is more in theater. For a filmmaker, I think the risk is lesser. In terms of his creativity only, not in terms of money, nothing else. I'm only talking in terms of creativity. The creativity can get hampered the most with respect to stage. Because at the end of the day, it's the it's the actor's show. But a film is a director's show. So he can cut, he can make you do again and again if he has the money and the energy and the time for it. He has the opportunity, has a possibility to do that. But otherwise, no. Hmm. And one advantage with a filmmaker, with a filmmaker director, is he can he can go and act in his own film because he will still have a view of the entire thing. He will still have a bird's eye view, but a theater director can't. Like he won't know how it looks as a whole. He won't know the uh, feeling from the other end. So that's one disadvantage. Yeah. Plus, I think that.
1: Um. If- but yeah. What do you think about uh, this? Is what I have observed. So, uh, with respect to character sketch, right? With plays, directors spend a lot of time with the actors developing the character. It's not directly the lines and the script because the improvisation aspect of the play, like on the performance day, whatever the actors do on stage is the final, right? Like, there is no way to redo it or undo it. So, in order to like in order to bring the character out they need to work on the character's foundation so I've observed like uh like in theater there goes a lot of foundation work with like foundation work with the actors uh in creating like uh, creating a persona like uh, to understand the character better so even if you improvise just to put the boundaries on like even if you improvise what you can and what you can't do to just, like, put that barriers. But with, like, filmmaking direction, it's, like, different, right?
0: No, I, I think it's the same for both. See, this, with respect to setting up foundation with actors, I think this is more of an actor's duty. This comes more under an actor's duty. uh, Because a director will be occupied with so many things that he he would want to do this. He would want to spend a lot of time on this, but he won't be able to. Right? So whenever he can, whenever he he will get, he will take a big chunk of time and set up foundation, but most of the foundation is set by the actors. They will set a certain thing by just listening to basic instructions of the director, saying that this is what the player slash movie is about. This is what I think your character is. And then after that, questions are presented as and when, right? What do you think? Why do you think this person is doing that? Why do you think? So I agree with the fact that, you know, directors usually spend a lot of time on setting up uh, actors with their characters, setting up a certain foundation, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's different because this is, this is where it's taken away from the director's hand. The setting up a foundation is more in, in control of, by the actors than the directors themselves. Okay.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think that, like, director, like, feeds in something and then how the actor chews it and digests it, it's, it's entirely based on actor. Makes actor. Yeah. Sense. yeah. Uh, I'm just going to switch uh, the gears here. Uh, like, this is just a, like, random left turn. Have you seen any, like, Korean drama, like, movies or, like, like series? <laughs>
0: uh, no, I've never gotten the movies... I've seen a few. I think. Wait. What is parasite? Parasite is Korean, I mean. yeah. Um, I've, seen is few, I've seen a few. I've seen a few animated. Or
1: Chinese?
0: I, th- I think so. Yeah. I think it's Korean. Yeah. But this it's is a very
1: like specific genre. Like it's Korean drama. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've not seen the series. I've heard a lot about them. I've seen a lot of kids watching it these days. <laughs> but i haven't watched any korean drama but i've heard a lot about the movies i think they have a certain i've i've read a lot of interviews and it okay. speaks a lot about the directors and i'm i'm in a big awe to actually watch them
1: i th- the reason why i asked about like korean drama is that recently i've watched like two series like i finished two of them and it is like like the best version of Bollywood, like what like it's what Bollywood wants to be, but cannot be. Mm. So it's it's so uh, like every single time we talk on the call, we end up talking about Bollywood, right? Like we end up like mm. we've we on call, like we talked about like thrice, we had like three hour like, calls, and yeah. like, every single time we talk about like Bollywood, Bollywood. So that's why I asked, like Korean mm. drama, it's it's best, like the cream of what like Bollywood wants to be. Mm. <laughs> It's very like uh, you know, like a part of ball, like Bollywood. The part of it was how it made you feel. Like let's say you watch like a romantic yeah. movie, or it's those feels, right? It's like you want the guy and girl to like get together at last. Like you will start, like you will, in, like you'll involve yourself in the story like so yeah. much. And uh, a part of that kind of like uh, drifted apart, but like now. Uh, the Bollywood is very, very, very different.
0: I have a feeling. I mean, I mean, this is again talks from my teachers also with respect to what is happening. I have a feeling that Bollywood is going to strive to come back to what it was because, you see, filmmaking is a big business. I mean, you can't deny that it's not always about you no know, for the fans for the fans because it's not. It's it's like a livelihood as of any other thing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a business as, as at the end of the day, right? So I, for movies to sustain, for more opportunities to present itself, I think you need the money. And the only way you can make the money is if you have such movies running in the background. And right? even if it's not, even if it's not taking the limelight, you just need these movies. Not movies like Fan. I mean, Fan was a good attempt. Yeah. I think it was a very uh, struggling attempt for Shah Rukh Khan. But not movies like Zero. Zero is just, like...
1: We'll add
0: to Somewhere we'll add to it. I
1: think Shah Rukh Khan is the... Like, Shah Rukh Khan and, like, Saif Ali Khan in Bollywood are the, like, only people that I know who are, like, experimenting. And even, like, Aishman Kurana, even he's also, like, playing it safe. Like, he... Like, a lot of people admire him for the choice of the story. But uh, it's, like... I think that, like, Aishman Kurana is the only... Uh, the, the, his only condition is the story should be like different like you know like if you yeah. keep doing unique stuff the uniqueness becomes same so it mm. kind of becomes like monotonous so I think that's where like yeah. he's falling under and like Sumuka I'd love to know your thoughts on like uh, this is what I feel and this is what like when I read a lot of news article. Like, Bollywood lost its charm on the way. Like, that's what I feel, and a lot of people, like, because even with respect to movies, it feels like they're all over the place. Some, some are trying to do remakes, some are trying to do biopics, some are trying to do, like, uh, like, pan-India movies. It's all over the place. Like, it kind of lost its essence. So, why do you think that happened?
0: Um. See, I think a lot has to do with the fact that the pandemic hit at the... Although... The pandemic was a saving grace for Bollywood I mean when I mean Bollywood I mean cliche Bollywood uh, reason being when movies were released just before pandemic things were things were not looking very good right you had uh movies coming in which was which had a lot of uh, you know like they're, they're trying to be the same story they're trying to give the same meaning they're trying to make the audience feel but once you give access for the audience to look at movies which are classy, which are good, because mm-hmm. just one and a half years before the pandemic hit, people started watching Tamasha, which was released long back, and Rockstar. People started falling in love with it, and then they realized the mainstream movies which you watch, which are released, are not that good. Right? Bollywood really needed a break. Like they, they had to take a break. But again, because it's a business, they're all they're like, let's ride through it. Let's like push through it. Because of that, and again that's the obsession I'm talking about. They just wanted to make like release more movies, even if not make more money. They they tried releasing more movies day by day. They got star casts so that you know they would at least earn more money. They were trying to buy the charm away again. But I think when things were looking really bad for actors, the pandemic hit and saved them. Because when the pandemic hit, all these movies which were which didn't come out so well, Masan. Masan was released when? 2010? It's 10,
1: Vicky Koshy
0: Koshy movie, really? right? Yeah, it was released way back. And people are watching it now and going, wow. Right? Even in uh, Monsoon Shooter, which is Vijay Verma's, which was released long back, but people are watching it now and like, you know, going, oh my God, why aren't people? And the thing is, our audience is very hypocritical. <laughs> like we won't watch the movie. But we watch it now and be like, oh my God, how can we not like, how can people not like this movie? Like you didn't like it then. Yeah. You can't say that now. And and see, as an audience, I think we are also very, uh, we can't also multitask. We can't have a Bollywood cliche movie running in our mind and a very good movie. We will, if you give us Bollywood movies only, we will love that. You give this like good movie and will be like, okay, fine, it there.
1: I think it's now we only have good
0: movies. We have this now we only have good movies
1: as a person, you have faces, right? Like When I got into workout, I had this phase, I was watching all the Fast and Furious franchise just to get my like pump and then like watch all the like created kind of like action movies to like to motivate me to hit the gym regularly. Yeah. And like, let's say when you're like, when you're in love, or like you just broke up, you kind of navigate towards that kind of movies. So as an individual, you have like different phases of life. I think as a whole society, we are also having the phases where we we like only like these kind of movies, like these kind of feel good movies, and then we want like this type of movies. The other day, my uh, my sister pointed this interesting point out. Uh, now we are in a phase where we want to show that gender equality, like you know, black girls, uh, like empowering women. So uh, like all the movies that plan on empowering women, they like they make women wear like short uh, like short clothes or like smoke cigarettes or like drink alcohol. Like, that's the kind of way that they're promoting uh, women empowerment. Like, does this make sense? So, women empowerment is not that, right? But symbolically, that's how it's being represented. So, we are in that phase right now. Or like, we were. But... Uh...
0: I think that has, to, that has a lot to do with kind of understanding what the audience will interpret from this. Right? Again, when when someone says, you know woman is smoking a cigarette, right? Today we are just like, okay, so what? Like it doesn't make a difference to us. But back then that was that was their way to kind of get into in their head normalizing things. Normalizing things would be like even today right we're normalizing so many things. We're normalizing the fact that you know transgenders exist. Normalizing the uh, the fact that LGBTQ is a part is a community. Like, there is, the only way I think, and this is the worst part, the only way I think humans will ever understand something is if we normalize. it. You'll have to normalize everything for people to be like, okay, this is normal. Which, normalizing would mean constantly putting it out there, putting it in the limelight, constantly showing them these images.
1: But like, there is an exaggerated version of the normalized thing, right? Like, let's say women smoke cigarette, like women, like they they have been smoking cigarettes in India from a very like long time. It's been years. And normally when you look at one of your like female friends smoke cigarette, she doesn't like wear short clothes, like ha- hold beer in one hand and then smoke cigarettes. It's like, if you want to normalize something, you have to show it in, like casually, like, like normally. You don't have to put like spotlight on the fact and then kind of make that exaggerated statement like it it, it comes out very uh, very often that kind of is setting out like a very wrong notion of what like if you start giving women empowerment uh, like if you start giving this connotation to empowerment this is what every woman wants to like strive for right like because that is how much like movies have influence on us like you watch a movie you want to be that character so I am scared of that a little bit but yeah it's 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 their choice, but like the user, like yeah. viewer's choice. If you're dumb enough, then to follow them. Yeah,
0: it's it's again like what film license or creative license, things that um, there was also a movie that we watched uh, for an uh, analysis or something, which was nice. So it was basically uh, it was about a movie set in France. This guy is like Guzarish. Have you seen Guzarish? Nope. No. Okay. So it's about this uh, businessman, okay, his his parents were rich and then they passed away but he went for uh, like air gliding, paragliding one day and he, then he broke his limbs and he's paralyzed neck to down. Uh, uh, but he has all the riches in the world and all that. Uh, and he has caretakers what's the movie in his name? house. I it's forgot. It's
1: Emily, Emilia Clark, and this other. No, 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 that
0: know? is uh, You Before Me. Oh, me before, me before you, you, me before you. Yeah.
1: Yo, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not that. It's it's a French movie. It's a complete French movie. It's on Netflix. I'll send you the movie, and I remember it. But yeah, to in order, I think so. They used uh oh, It's not. It's nothing romantic. Okay. It's based on truth. It's an inspired from a true story. It's based on true story. I'm not sure. Um. So, he's recruiting for someone to take care of him, like stay in maid kind of thing. Like he has to look after him. And he wants a man, not a woman. Okay, so... People come and then they're like, you know, they come interview and all this. And there's one guy who comes from a lower background, who comes from a poor background. He just wants to reap the benefits of the government, which says if you don't have a job, they keep paying you. Right? But if there's an opportunity for a job, then you have to go there.
1: Is this a remake of Updown? Like, Updown was the remake of this movie, right? Like, Kevin... yeah. Yeah.
0: uh Yeah. So this was the original, upside then Up Down came. Up
1: Down or Upside Down? I yeah, know,
0: Up Down, the... Upside Down, something like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So in that movie, right, it's basically this white privileged man and they used a black actor, right, to show. Uh... But then the actual story was about a white man with a uh, Hispanic character, right? His stain made maid or whatever is Hispanic character. And I remember a lot of people got triggered by the fact that they used a black guy, which kind of promoted racism and all that. But I also think it's a it's a creative license to kind of show that you know he didn't see the fact that there was a race difference. Right? He didn't see that there was anything different. And it's also to show the fact that the look at the difference in the classes. Because if you see again, like we will always point out one thing or the other. If we if we chose a Hispanic character, then we'll be like, okay, fine, the Hispanic character doesn't have much to go through because he's at least he is not a minority, right? Or something else would happen. He is That's not a minority. And in Blacks also, yeah. That right? You would also you would, you pick out one thing that, you know, and that is us, right? Like, if, for example, if I say I broke my left leg in sixth grade, you would be like, oh, I broke my skull in twelfth grade. So what? Like, like you know, it'll comparison be of we problems. competitive, you should. Yeah. And we, we like to think that we have it tougher or we have it better. We can't make up our mind. So in order to remove all that, I think they used like something that was stereotypical that was already out there to show the difference in races. It was again like a creative license. Yeah, so he used a creative license to kind of to kind of uh, show the entire thing. But it triggered a lot of people, and that is what I think the problem with creative licenses are. You want to do something, but see, at you can't. I think a movie is not supposed to protect your feelings. A movie is not done so that it's not done so that oh my god I don't want to hurt you. That's not making this movie. No, a movie is going to hurt you. It's going to make you happy. It's going to trigger the the most the like the deepest darkest insecurities that you have in you. That's what a a movie is supposed to do. If you don't like it, don't watch. Read a book. Even that will, or just like you know live under a rock. It's up to you. You can't expect to not to protect your feelings. But if but again, that's saying like, some movies are done in a very bad way in a sense of a, a poor attempt or a cheap attempt, not a poor attempt, a cheap attempt to kind of get the audience to feel something. And I think that's a very lazy filmmaker. I won't say they're racist. I won't say that they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, insensitive. I'll just say that they're, they're lazy. They don't have what it takes to actually kind of, uh, tap into something deeper. Because if I had to show like you're poor, then I would just put you in a small house with like a broken roof. Right? That's a that's a very poor attempt to do. That's a very lazy attempt. I could also show you kind of like taking 100 bucks and paying someone and making sure that you're, you get the change back because you don't have enough money to go on a bus. Right? There are many ways that I can show it, but I, would, I wouldn't want to show it like to show like your house is this thing, or you live in Dharavi, something that I don't want to show it like that. Because that's a very lazy attempt.
1: Yeah, that's like, that provoked like so many thoughts in my head. Like I watch a lot of South Indian movies knowing what to expect. So I know Mm. like what kind of like storyline it's going to be like in the first 20 minutes, like 15 minutes, I know like the end of the movie, like that kind Mm. of movies. So Like I always felt that there is something lacking in these movies like there is budget like there is like actors who can act well and there is the crew everything but something is lacking there and now when you said that it makes so much sense because for a problem there is different layers and understanding the layers understanding the depth of the problem and like properly empathizing with them you can add very, like, subtle, subtle elements to, to make the yeah. audience understand the problem. So, that is the beauty of, like, filmmaking, right? Like, now, yeah. uh, it is, it is. there are so many, like, actors in Bollywood and, like, in South Indian movies or, who can't act for shit. Like, they cannot <laughs> act. But still, like, hmm. I'm gonna put it out there. Karthikarian can't act. Like, He Mm. cannot act. Like, I have seen his movies. All he does is, like, monologues and monologues. I don't know, like, how is he even, like, famous. But, like, he can't act, but he still makes movies and he puts out there, but people still, like, they like it. So, that goes entirely on the notion of the movies. It's like, Bollywood, like, Indian cinema, most of the commercial movies, even if you replace this actor with other actors, that movie is still gonna make the same amount of money. It's like... The setup, the formula of the entire movie is to click. So, that is very, like, that's one of the annoying part.
0: I think with all these, see, again, it's exactly like every, even, I can't draw any comparison, but yeah, I think they all play to their strengths. Like, he he's a Delhi boy, right? For him, you know, the his language, his dialect, the fact that he can recite a monologue in one go, is his strong uh, strong suit. In every movie, they will always put one monologue for a Karthikaryan. They will, it, it's compulsory. If is there, there has to be one long monologue. There, which always, you know, I've seen this in so many auditions. It's either Shah Rukh Khan from Chakday India, Or it's Karthikarian from, uh, what is the Pyarka Panchama or Pyarka Panchama 2. Uh, or Sony Kit to Kaswe Kihani, whatever that lot of people that.
1: Like learn that and audition, like use that yeah. for for auditioning.
0: And, for and it's roles. boring. It's it's boring because this is one thing that I okay, so I I respect mimicry. I love mimicry. I love mimicry artists. They're they're it's a talent to possess. But what I don't like is when mimicry comes into the field of acting. Acting is not mimicry. Mimicry is not acting. I think they're two different things. right? A mimicry is an is a art of its own. And it's tough to master. You can't put it under the same, this thing. But the problem with mimicry is, I mean, this is, a, again, I'm, I'm speaking only from reference or anything like that. And when you since you brought up James Bond, James Bond, the first James Bond, already set a certain standard. Right? He already set a certain image for James Bond. It's until Daniel Craig, everyone stuck to that image. right? Until Daniel Craig, everyone was like that subtle. You know, like they look at the girl. They, they smile. to imitate the previous James Bond, basically. It's not even imitate. They have a reference and they're sticking to that for safety. Then Daniel Craig came. His sarcasm, his wittiness, his way of delivery is very different. right? Then he, he won't always kind of go like it. He won't, be, he won't give that fuckboy look or something like that. You just see I think that's why I love Daniel Craig's James Bond. Right? Because he had that entire persona, he had his personality get into James Bond's personality. Right. I think that adds a lot of character. And when I see a lot of auditions uh from I mean when when we've been doing plays, a lot of them mimic other actors. Like for example, Chakte India when they took Shahrukh Khan's monologue, they would make sure that they, they sound like Shahrukh Khan. And even in film school, right, when I'm here, a lot of people want to be Shah Rukh Khan. I'm like, why would you want to be someone who already exists? Aren't you always going to follow that person? Like, you'll always be behind that person. Won't you want to kind of like create your own path or something like that? Uh, which is also, I think, what is funny about Shahid Kapoor. Like, Shahid Kapoor, these days, is only doing a Telugu remix. Yeah. The,
1: like, the Arjun Reddy good... Uh, Telugu
0: movies. Yeah. Uh, Arjun Reddy came. Now Kabir Singh. Then 90... No, which is that? Jersey, Jersey. Jersey came. Jersey came here. Then his uh, some other new movies coming. Oh, I mean, it has already a, come in Telugu.
1: That's also a Telugu remake? Shahid Kapoor's next movie after Jersey.
0: Yeah. The next movie is also a Telugu remake. I'm just like, why? I mean, there's so, there's so much content. It's such Make a something sad thing,
1: else. right? Like, there is already a Telugu movie. Like, put subtitles and watch it. Like, this Bollywood <laughs> is capitalizing on their the audience that they have, the number of audience that they have. They just pick, a, like, a story from a small city. Let's say Telugu movie is, like, only people who who know Telugu language watch it.
0: Yeah, watch so the it. The people who yeah. know
1: Hindi, it's across India. Like everybody watches. So they just pick a regional movie and they they, they put it across uh, India. So that's yeah, because see, they have a
0: higher budget. They, see it's basically like they take it from some other some other language and then they add their budget to it. to so make it look prettier. Right? Which they'll make it which, volume, basically honestly yeah and it's funny because like until now every other industry has done that with Bollywood
1: oh yeah that's so true that's so true
0: yeah they've already they've always taken that same concept and put it into
1: uh, like a lot of
0: Kannada movies have been taken from Bakht right Bhagban and all that so but I think if I think the only person who can save Kannada industry right now is Ratshesheshki There is no one else who can save Canada industry. It's... I I started watching these... The new releases, right? Puneet Rajkumar, which one is that? I forgot. Yeah, Yuvratna, then Dhanush, uh, Dhanush, I think. Yeah. I'm just like, what are these movies? (laughs) Like, it's not even plausible to happen like this. There is no... There is... I'm just... Raksha is just experimenting. He's like, take Tarantino style, take this Scorsese style, mix everything, make one cocktail, put it out there.
1: But it's like, At he needs to, need to put a little bit more number of movies. Like, that's the... In Telugu, there is an actor, his name is Aravishesh. So, he... Like, his movies are also amazing. Like, he writes, uh, like, his stories. You gotta go watch them. Like, Telugu Aravishesh movies. It's like, to... Like you Give you an example. Uh, there is a movie called Yavaru. Uh, it's an Adavishesh movie. And uh, I suggest you to go watch, like if there's a viewers from like any language, put subtitles and watch that movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Like it is like I cannot tell you the story. Like that's how many layered uh, how many layers the story has. Like it is like if he has one loose end, the story won't be that compact. It's like it is so complicated but he just wove through the story like so beautifully that the compact i can only enjoy the movie but i cannot communicate it like it's that kind of movie it's like interstellar basically like you cannot tell right like what the uh, like the story yeah. is but uh, like describe the entire movie but that's how it is so like so many like it's so interesting that we are we, we are able to have this conversation because uh, not a lot of people know like like multiple languages and watch those movies mm-hmm. like like me and you do. Like we watch English, we watch like Hindi Bollywood, we watch Kannada Sandalwood, we watch Telugu Tollywood, and now I'm watching like Tamil also. Uh so mm-hmm. uh it's like there is, like, you can draw comparison, you can draw differences. Like, there is, like, there, there's a different layers to different, different movies. And you also told about that French movie. So, like, my question to you is, uh, when you, when you analyze a movie, you told in your college, they gave you uh, an assignment to analyze this particular movie. So, how do you do that? Like, how do you analyze a movie? Like, is there step-by-step oh, step, like a theoretical process or it's like individual like how is it
0: um there is a step-by-step process on, on how you can analyze it i think to see the basic thing is you, you need to break down a film into pieces right and how you do that is basically you think about the plot what the plot of the movie is what is the theme now theme is one of the most difficult and most complicated things to have it's very easy to search on Google and go like, "What is the theme of this?" But a theme is basically one word or one sentence which describes the movie, right? But not tells you the story of the movie. Like if you if you say, uh, I don't know, if you say Three Idiots, right? It can't be something like an engineer's um, an engineer's journey to success. Right, because that explains the movie. A theme can't explain the movie. A theme has to be about the movie. Is that genre? Like, is that
1: similar? No, genre
0: is genre is something else. Genre is basically what what style it comes under. It can be, and genre is very broad, broadened. Right, it's not as simple as action drama. There's something called gangsters. Something called seventies. There's something called black and white. Something called classic. Then things like that. Um, So three dates would be something like success uh, bago uh, just work on yourself and then you know success will run behind you right that's something that um, amir khan says or uh, yeah amir khan says in the movie mm-hmm. so that that comes out, that that can be a theme a movie can have multiple themes but there's only one right oh. theme which will catch and uh, catch someone's attention
1: okay theme right? could be it like dip- one dip- line or one word like initially you said one
0: word yeah one word or one line Okay. Right, but usually that one word, that theme, is a one sentence thing. Hmm. Right, like then one sentence should. Turn...
1: It's like slogan or proverb yeah. or something like.
0: Something like that, which defines hmm. the movie. Huh. Okay. Um, and then after that, you go into the outline, uh, the outline, the story. So there's a three. Every movie is a three act, and right? you have. The introduction, then you have the mid, and then you have the climax. Whatever, each three act has a pin point. It has a critical point. It has a climax, a climatic point, and all that. And then it has a peak point. Then it it surges into like I forgot the three divisions. My mom will be so disappointed in me. But uh, but yeah. So then you analyze that bit by bit. Then you analyze the critical points. You then I think acting comes towards the end. Like before that, you uh, you talk about space. You talk about how they utilize the space, and then finally you get into uh, not finally, but after that, you get into acting. So you get into each person's performances, how they how, and their relationships, their personal relationship, their professional uh, relationships. Um, for example, every character has a job. Like they will have a job to do apart from you know just what they show in the movie. Does that come out? Because what is important for a human being is their Every part of their life mixes in and becomes what they are. So if you are a student, then you will have a different personality. Once you start working, you'll have a different personality, right? And that also has to come in when you act. So you analyze that, then you analyze how they've played around with their space, how they've played around with the camera. And then finally you go with shots, which uh, like heightened their expressions, which brought in more and all that. After all that happens, it's, that's it. Like then you have your entire analysis, then you can give the review. Okay. If you liked it, if you didn't like it.
1: Yeah. And like uh me personally, this is how this is how I analyze a movie. If I like the movie or if it fails, like why it fails. So I focus like every single movie is about conflict and resolution, right? Like the like it's a build up to of the conflict. And then the resolution of the conflict is the movie or at least like most of the movies like have this format. So, uh, the higher the conflict, the impact of the resolution is also higher. It's like they're directly proportional to each other, right? Some movies, the conflict is so like the magnitude of the conflict is so low. And the resolution is also, like, slow. So, when the movie ends, you don't feel the impact of the movie. So, you don't Mm. carry that movie forward. So, uh, I recently saw this Indonesian movie. So, I I am, like, my guilty pleasure is chick flicks. Like, I kind of like watching the chick flick, kind of, like, romantic, that kind of feel-good kind of movies. So, Mm. I stumbled upon this movie. It's called, like, Perfect Fit. It's an Indonesian movie. Like this entire movie is just like feel good, feel good, feel good. And the conflict resolved by itself. Like it is that Mm. level feel good movie. Like you don't even have to like, like put a lot of effort and that didn't satisfy me. Like, I didn't like it. I'm <laughs> like, what is this movie? Mm. Like, Given like, the conflict, like, the main, the actors, the protagonist didn't do anything to resolve the conflict. Like, the conflict just, the, the the atmosphere of the movie resolved the conflict by itself. So, what's the whole point here? So, yeah, like, I think that's, like, the key thing that I look for in a movie. Mm.
0: I yeah, I mean I, I think I know what you mean. A lot of movies actually have that. You're you're waiting for the build up and you're like, That's it? Okay. But yeah. Sometimes the conflict like in war, the conflict rises to some extent and you're just like, I don't want it to get resolved. Let it just just end. Just end now, please. Yeah. But yeah even the what conflict
1: even the conflict like gets too much also it becomes very annoying there is a movie called yeah. Saho, prabhas acted in it right <laughs> the movie has so many twists and like so many mm-hmm. conflicts that after a point you lose a track of like he has like so many like conflicts that you have to like in hierarchy you have to put like which is higher and which is lower so when it resolves <laughs> you are like what again like after this oh again like it becomes like too much and mm. like going back to La, La Land, like we spoke about this the first time we like when you were on the podcast, mm. the conflict and resolution, the built up of the conflict, the resolution is just in like like f- like five seconds max, so like ten seconds. Mm. But the ten seconds, like it, it impacted the like the conflict, that the entire movie built up to that point.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It could be as simple I- as that.
0: Hmm. I think that for me that look in La La Land was the <laughs> best I think that's where it, everything got started it's like oh. yeah. but dude those two are like amazing actors Yeah.
1: in La La Land they should have
0: yeah. won the Oscar
1: yeah like Emma Stone like she acts as an actor in the movie right like she gives an audition yeah. That is such a like crazy thing. Even Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. playing a character who is playing another character. So mm. when you break from the third layer, you come back to the second layer, and then you go back to the third layer. Like that's what happens in. Once yeah. Upon a Time. It is so yeah. like so hard and so amazing that like these people mm. can do that. Holy smoke!
0: Even in Marriage Story, Marriage Story. Um, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson plays an actress. Right. uh she she plays an actress and she is actually performing for her family right since she is an actress they ask her you know I mean you're an actor you have enough confidence to perform and sing she don't know and she does it so well because she is a trained dancer right so she knows how to dance but she does it so well I'm just like how like what is and for for someone who doesn't understand the entire craft of acting you would be like oh this is very normal but if you watch her properly, You can see her body being rigid, her legs moving a little awkwardly. And that's how, even if you are an actor, even if you are like a professional actor, when it comes to family or people, you know, right. And you have to act in front of them. you just become all awkward and shy. And she brought in that very well. Like it was, it was beautiful. Yeah.
1: Like I, I I get this like constant question where like, what do you think is the hardest role to act? Like what, like what role is hard like uh, initially I thought it's that like uh, psychotic uh, serial killer kind of acting like I thought that was hard but then now I've realized like acting in a way that you don't know how to act like pretending to be like, like someone who don't know how to act is like the hardest thing it's like if you yeah. ask like a cricketer to pretend like he doesn't know how to play cricket like it's the hardest thing for him because he's good at it. Mm. So actors playing characters who don't know how to act, that's the hardest thing for me. Like, what do you think is yeah. the hardest thing to act?
0: I think for me, hardest thing is acting like yourself. Like, I think I don't know, like... What do you mean? I don't know how to act like myself. When, when someone says, you know, like, they give you a character which is... For example in those movies where they say, um, this person played by the same person, right? Like, you know, he plays himself. If it's not, if it's not a, if it's not based on an acting movie, then, you know, he'll just be like, eh. he'll just be himself. But when it's when it is an acting movie, right? when you have to show the fact that, you know, this is exactly you, you're like, what is exact? What is me? I don't know what I am. I don't know who I am. I can't act like myself. What, you give me another character, I can do that. Because I'll put my mind to it. If you expect me to act without thinking, then I'm just like. So when I start thinking, I'm a different person already. Like you can't expect me to act like not thinking, right? It's
1: like I, I think, think that like is when you're me. conscious, you're not you, right? Like yeah. you're only you when you're when you do shit involuntary. But when you're consciously yeah. <laughs> being yourself, that's when you're not being yourself.
0: Yeah. I'm it's like, uh, okay, for me, that's the, it's also because I don't know myself very well. And I don't think it's, when people say, yeah, I know myself. I don't think it's true because you might, you might think you know yourself, but you need to tap into those things, which you've been suppressing for like ages together. Yeah. Right? And only when you know exactly what, what, what triggers you, what all makes you happy and you can control your emotions as if it's a switch, that's when you know yourself.
1: Mm. But I think that, like, I think only 10% of ourselves, or like, max to max, 20% of ourselves are the only, like, constant things. Like, rest, 80%, you grow, you change, you learn, you, like, like, few years back my body language was entirely different from like what my body language is today and like if I am assuming that that is me that means that I'm not a person anymore so it's like I talk differently and I feel emotions Mm. differently like when you learn right like the part of growing up is like making mistakes learning the wisdom all of that jazz it's like when you learn like you react differently so it's like the constant process of like receiving information and putting information out there so yeah, I don't think there is you. There's just only like 20 part of you. I think when people mm. say that they know themselves, I think that's what they like to believe. That, like mm. that, That's their persona of, oh, I want to be this person. Like, I think that is what they tell when they think, like when they, when you ask them yeah. who they are.
0: I think everyone has like a set mindset on what to be, what not to be all that. Right? So, yeah. Do you think
1: uh, being an actor kind of messed with that, like the identity crisis?
0: Um, I think you need to have an identity crisis if you want to be an actor. Okay. You need to want to explore yourself. In, and as, as you know, the opening statement happened. Like you know, the only way to be an actor is to be yourself, right? To know yourself. Actually, you need to. I won't say identity crisis, but you can't live with the fact that you know you know yourself at all you need to know yourself more and more every day because every day you are different and you need to know that if you want to be an actor you need to know everything about yourself if you want to be an actor and when i mean know about yourself i don't mean like physically like physically it's very easy to know yourself i i mean in in term of emotional or like social content how you react to
1: things what yeah. triggers you, what, like all of that.
0: But I think the problem with today for an actor is there is that there is a, in order for you to know yourself, you need to have a safe space. Okay. And you, it's very tough to get a safe space today because it's, see, in order for you to be sensitive and know your thoughts, you need to be completely uh, vulnerable first. You need to and let your if guard you're com- down. Com- Yeah, you need to let your guard down completely. You can't hold it up and go like, I want to know myself. But for that, you need someone who or a group of people who will actually just be there to kind of give you a safe space. Even if not contribute to anything, just give you a safe space. That's it. You can't do this on the outside because then you'll get beaten up. Right? Or laughed at or something like that, or judged. But you and that is very tough to find today. Yeah. Because as I think we've become more opinionated, I think we've become more sensitive to things. Uh, I think we've also, I think we've slowly started to accept that when we say we don't judge, we know it's not true. <laughs> Every person judges the other person, it's just what it is. It's,
1: you do come to conclude. It's heightened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's heightened. I mean, and it's not a bad word also judging someone is not a bad thing judging someone is forming an impression of them so what
1: it happens subconsciously that when, just because you deny yeah. it doesn't mean it doesn't happen like yeah
0: yeah exactly so i think it's high time that everyone comes into awareness of this that you know you do judge it's okay and it's okay to be judged also I because think that you... like,
1: when your subconscious judges something like what are the like the secondary thoughts that you send back to to that judgment like I think that's what matters so like when you yeah. have a negative thought like thoughts are involuntary but like do you send like backup thoughts to like stop that negative from, the negativity from spreading I think like that's yeah. the, the important part
0: yeah that's a very unhealthy thing to do like you know Think of something else so that you don't judge someone. Mm. Well, you're still going to keep judging that person, but you just won't know it consciously. That's it.
1: You're just denying it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like it's so beautiful when you say that because when I was performing a play that Jaismithi directed, uh, that, and you were also like active part of the the play, the making. Uh, We all were like the initial part of the play we were all trying to figure out like the mannerisms of the character or like what like trying to explore the physicality of the character so we kind of uh, like we had like a multiple ranges that we were uh, Mm -hmm. like doing. I think that that's when we all physically, mentally, emotionally became comfortable with each other. Like the creating that like yeah. zero judgment zone where you can let your guard down. It has a lot to do with the physical actions, not just with the emotional and mental actions. So that's where like the dance and movement therapy comes. Like I had Apurva, she's a dance and movement therapist. Like I had her twice. It's so like mm. lovely to learn about like human body on a psychology standpoint. Uh, yeah, with theater yeah. also, like that that kind of reflects.
0: Yeah. It's uh, I think movement is a very important aspect in theater. Like I've learned this over the years. I think to be able to be comfortable with your body is I think it's the epitome of like a good performance. It's the highest point you can get with a good performance knowing your body until unless you can't break that barrier of a comfortable body you can't get anywhere with it mm.
1: you know what this reminds me of sumika initially when i joined the college and like when you were the head of the college theater club and like even before you started your own like production uh, i remember you specifically like giving feedback to all the to all the people there uh, for for a play People are not conscious of their movement. So let's say when a, a, there is a dialogue and a girl delivered with her foot on the heels, and then you you ask her to like freeze in that position, and you and you ask her to be conscious of her feet, like you told her like like this is how your feet is, and this connotes to like being romantic or like uh, like showing affection and love. So it's yeah. like people when they are off stage. Their body language is different. But on stage, it's different. But they're not conscious of it. Like, they don't know how their body moves. So, like, being comfortable with the movement, like, there is that aspect of, like, of the theater also. But in filmmaking, like, you don't don't see all of that, right? Like, it's... Like, sometimes it's close-up. Sometimes you don't see the whole body. But in theater, you do see the whole body. So, I think, like, that feedback was, like, crucial with my it's my acting also like I'm very uh, like I'm very present and like I'm very mm. conscious of like how my body is and how it moves so yeah,
0: yeah. I think feedback is something that people don't take do very uh, well I've learned this a lot of people especially if they're if they're confident with their craft they don't like the feedback uh, they, they like you know they would always i mean they do like the feedback as long as there's a positive one in the end yeah if you only give critical feedback then they will be like it's they what find, they
1: want you know. to hear not what they need yeah. to hear hmm. yeah yeah i remember the feedback that you gave to me for my play like when when vitva performed in a competition you were the judge of the competition one of the judge and uh, yeah i was pretty like confident with like my performance and i thought like oh nice like i looked at vaishak and vaishak was like i knew like one aspect like where i did wrong but i was pretty confident but when i heard your feedback right i was like holy shit like this is so true like my voice projection and, and all of that like i like when i looked my performance in hindsight All the feedback that you gave, it made sense. I I wasn't even like conscious of all of that. So in the field Mm. of art, do you think like feedback is important? Like there is... I
0: think it's very important. Okay. I think it's more important than the actual performance. (laughs) Because, um, and this I think is more critical during the practices than after the performance. Okay. Right. I think a director or, and, and this I mean with anyone, it can be a light boy who doesn't have any say in what the creativity is. But I think the light man should also say, you know, saying, hey, listen, I don't I don't really connect to what you did here. I think it could have been done better. Something, right? And if, if they have the time or if they have the energy, then let's go again. Let's do it properly. At the end of the day, you know, you want to be able to give that 100% effort so i think feedback is very important yeah
1: feedback and but also inspiration right? goes,
0: yeah i think a feedback should be motivating than just critical you think in the so? sense that yeah i think it should be it should be I motivating should be than just critical yeah so again i think that's a better word yeah it should be constructive in a sense that it shouldn't always one thing i hate is when people just are critically they use terms like, you know, I didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? I just, I think I told you this before also. The previous time I, uh, I came on the podcast, it's like when people say, I didn't like this performance. But why didn't you like it? Do you have a reason for it? If you do, then good. Then you know that why you didn't like it. If you say that because, you know, I don't like the person or I don't like how they look, then I think that's just unfair. Right? Yeah. It's It's not going to help yeah. anyone. It's not going to change whether he or she can change their groups or anything like that. You but know yeah. what
1: this reminds me of when Vishnu was on the podcast, we spoke about like the whole like cancel culture and like where there are a lot of like comedians, a lot of artists. Uh, in person, they they're not as good as like mm-hmm. they are like people thought they are. So it's, I think, like, I'd love to hear like your thoughts on it because like now when you say you don't like this performance, you don't like that person or do you don't like that performance or you don't like the art form, like what exactly you don't like about this. So that reminded me of that. Like when, let's say, yeah. if there is an actor who like Let's say he he gave amazing performance and he received Oscar also, let's say. And then (laughs) after a few years, you found out like he's just jerking off in front of like minors. Like like just to throw in a random (laughs) example. Now now you don't like his personality. So now you start discrediting all of his like career achievements. So you cannot differentiate his, his like his career, the art form from the person. So you kind of like merge. I think that's where what you said like makes sense.
0: Hmm. Same way, like you know, when someone's personality is very good, they like their performances a lot. Like, oh my god, he's such a nice person. Okay, but his acting is bad, but he's such a nice person. I don't care. His acting is bad. I don't like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the polar opposite of what I said. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. Um Hey, man, thank you so much for doing this.
0: No problem. Thank you so much. I mean, it feels like a like a full circle. Yeah. A-, a lot of yeah. things
1: that we spoke about then still make sense and we circle back yeah. to all of that. Yeah. I had to abruptly end the podcast because with you, the conversation can go like on and on, on and on. Yeah. Like we can talk forever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much, man. This podcast is now recorded on video as well as audio. If you want to see my beautiful face, you can come to YouTube. If you want to hear my beautiful voice, you can check it out on Spotify, GeoSavan, and Ghana. A
0: Sankarshan Joshi trip.